All right, so how's it going, everyone? I'm your host today, Positive John. This is episode number zero, trying this out. <laughs> and today we have Foti Panaggio, Growth Mentor CEO. If we're ready, Foti, hit me with the jingle. I really expect we have a jingle for this. <laughs> Cha ching! <laughs> Foti, it's great to have you here today. Uh, but we're starting this a little different. We're going to do some icebreaker. We're not sponsored, but we should. Best self. Foti, have you had your 15 minutes of fame yet? Uh, no, not really. From random. Nothing that rings a bell. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. No Hollywood time for you just yet. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully growth mentor gets us there. Then I didn't have That's my 15 fine. minutes of fame yet. <laughs> That's good. Some icebreaker for us to start. Um, but yeah, officially first we start by getting to know the mentor a little bit. So Foti, tell us, tell us a little bit. How are you generally helping people from growth mentor community? Uh, feel free to paint a picture with a previous session that you might have loved if it makes it easier for you. Sure, sure, sure. So it's super diverse. I mean, some people are marketers that probably were in the same position that I was in a couple of years back when I was starting off at EuroVPS, having just like a founder on top of them be like, yo, you know, we have to hit this target and then them not really knowing exactly what to prioritize. And then there's founders who are kind of probably were in the position I was in maybe two years ago when I was just launching Growth Mentor and I had these expectations and then we launched and it's, whoa, you know, this is actually a lot more difficult than, than I thought it would be. But in, in terms of like cases that, that really stood out to me, um, one of them was with a Brazilian uh, and uh, he was a founder, new founder, he used to be a developer working uh, full-time as a developer. And then he made his own thing with a couple of co-founders, raised some funding around $70,000, $80,000. And they were just plateaued for the last two and a half years, burned through most of the money at like $2,000 MRR, completely stressed out about his job and his position. And like he had this pressure that he should continue working on, on the startup just because mm -hmm. he, he had already started it and they got the funding. And that's kind of like what you're supposed to do. Like this is better than being a full-time employee, but just by talking to him and, and asking him what really makes him happy, realize that what makes him happy is, is development and just building, building stuff. And he just couldn't stand the stress of having to manage people. Right. And mm. have to be like this boss type of guy. And uh, through that call, it was kind of a breakthrough call for him because he, he, he kind of realized that he's been kidding himself the whole time. Um, and he just doesn't, he, it's not for him. And he ended up uh, selling out his share to his co-founder and, and went back and became a, a, a freelance uh, web developer and just did what he loved. So like there's some transformative calls like that where you can really make a difference just by asking questions and getting people to, to, to say the things that are probably buried deep inside their subconscious minds. And they, they're, they're, it's like this whirlwind of thoughts and emotions. But, you know, unless you actually have somebody ask you the questions to bring it up you might not never really spark that realization. So for me, like I like to play the role of kind of the psychotherapist, just asking questions. It's more for me, like my favorite sessions are where I can, I, I can kind of play the role of just that, that, that sounding board, uh, almost like a psychologist, but like a business growth psychologist in a sense. So, yeah. Um, 
echoing a couple of the things that I listened you saying and translating here in my mind, uh, transformative sessions by making difficult questions, being the psychologist from the business side. This is one of the things I love from being uh, in a mentor in the platform. I usually say that my role is ends up being making the difficult questions, which is far from when you're in a consultant position working for the same business that you're more paid to suggest them what to do next. In Growth Mentor, you just fits this role of bringing difficult questions that might not be in their radar. And another something that you mentioned in the very beginning is this idea of people come to the platform sometimes full of ideas, but they don't really know what exactly to prioritize. Um, anything that you can share from previous experiences, pre uh, previous calls that you just, you know, help steering the boat and yeah. prioritizing better. Pl plenty of times. I mean, this comes up all the time where people come to me and they, they say either I want to do link building. This is really popular because I have that on my profile as something that I'm very strong at uh, or uh, performance marketing, Facebook ads. Uh, and then also, of course, A-B test experimentations. And then I, the first thing I always ask is, well, can you show me your website, please? So we'll pull up the website. And uh, many times, it, I just don't really understand what their product does. And it, the val I think the biggest problem that a lot of founders have is they're not their value proposition isn't succinct and it's not coming out loud and clear. And if that's not coming out loud and clear, everything else doesn't really matter. That's more downstream sort of growth uh, initiatives. You really need to nail your positioning and your messaging uh, up front, right? So like, that's what I like to do sometimes is help people uh, realize that they don't need to jump into tactics straight away. And sometimes it's good to just take a step back and think strategy, like what, what, what product am I actually, what value am I offering? First of all, right. Cause like a lot of times people come with this mentality that, Hey, I, I am not growing fast enough. So I need to do insert here thing that I read on the blog post. And I, I always ask like, well, what, do you have customers that you are providing value for right now? And if the answer is no, then that shouldn't be growth. Isn't really your priority. It's finding product market fit. Right. And that comes mm -hmm. by really talking to your users and being clear and honest to yourself about what the problem is that you're currently solving. Because if you're not actually solving a problem, then what are we even doing over here? Right. Because like mm -hmm. that's, that's what, if that's what people want to pay you for. And that's, it's the, it's the give and take it's that rewards mechanism right mm -hmm. you solve someone's problem they give you the money and then you can you know go on vacation to thailand you know after corona's over right but uh yeah so that's 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 kind of the answer the long-winded answer yeah a couple bites that uh that again i capture from this and it's expected you know from someone working in growing community being customer centric from the get-go uh, i like this idea of okay let's be honest with the problem that we're solving right and avoid jumping into tactics but also what you mentioned on let's really understand what is positioning and what's messaging because mm -hmm. other than that we might be just making two downstream decisions that it's sold down into the tactical levels that the the big starting points the fun the the ground uh right the, the groundwork yeah uh, not covered um yeah it, it's just great and in a way expected to listen uh, all that from you uh, I want to jump into the, get into the specifics, our next section here. So starting with the big challenge question, and I'm going to bring focus to Growth Mentor as a product that you've been growing for the past um, couple of years, I want to say. So within Growth Mentor, what was the most difficult challenge that you went through? And how did you make the moves and nudged people and processes uh, in the right direction to get it solved? 
The biggest problem that we had ever in life in Growth Mentor was almost going bankrupt uh, around like eight mm. months after we launched because we, we, we didn't have any way to make money monetized because it was a marketplace and anyone could create an account for free. And uh, most of the mentors were offering their time for free. So because the, our monetization was commission, like we weren't making any money because free calls, 15% of zero is zero, right? So like how, how we did that was how we tackled that problem was quite simple. We just put a subscription gate on front of it. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of user uh, calls before to ask people like, well, you know, you've got value out of this. How much would you pay for this? Right. And a lot of people were saying some crazy exorbitant numbers like thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars on uh, but I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I generally don't take those things seriously because they'll, they'll tell you whatever they want to say to make you feel good on these user types uh-huh. calls. Like I'll pay all this money, but when it comes down to it, like they don't. So we started with a low amount, $99 per year. We put the subscription gate on. And at this point, as I said, we were almost bankrupt. I hadn't paid my rent in two, three months and my developers in four months. And I owed them $20,000 just being honest with you. Right. And I'm like, devs, you know, please hook me up one last thing, one more month build the gates you know and the less dense like, come on man we don't pay i'm not gonna do any more work <laughs> you know and uh, this is right after we and this was right after we had come back from san francisco from startup grind and mm. they had seen us spend ten thousand dollars to fly the whole team to sf and like they were probably thinking they didn't really tell me this but i can imagine that Machek was like dude you're spending all this stupid money flying over there. You're not making any money. You're not paying us. Like, how can I trust you? You're not like, dude, please trust me on this. So they built it out the last uh, Epic before. And then, you know, we launched it and immediately people started signing up because the value is already there. We had the social proof and uh, we started mm-hmm. making our first little micro payments to them. And I paid my, my angry landlord and, and everything was up from there. But, you know, that for me was the biggest challenge was just that personal thing of convincing people that, you know, they didn't have to, to keep going, but like really uh, explaining the vision and like what I'm doing and, and mm-hmm. selling them on, on, on that. Right. So that, that was mm-hmm. the big challenge. Everything afterwards was just, you know, simple sort of like growth stuff, you know, because once you face this thing of like, I'm, you're almost bankrupt, like everything afterwards is, is easy. So like, that's why I would jump on this one. Uh, a quick follow-up before I do a step back and see the, the product growth in the multiple steps that I, I just captured here. Uh, how did the team feel it's nice how you how you bring this perspective that the team just saw uh, all the money spent in a trip to san francisco which by the time wasn't something very cheap so people can make the calculations in their in their minds mm-hmm. how did the team feel and after you selling again the vision of what you you guys were all up to uh were you able to keep the same team moving forward well I didn't really have that big of i mean it was just me and jessica as the core team at that point i didn't have any employees and my developers were third-party uh, uh, software house based in Poland. So it, we had met them. We had that personal relationship. We flew up and we got drunk together in Poland the first time. So like we, we had that sort of relationship. And uh, Maciek, the, the CEO over there, he was Jessica's student, English student, for five years before we started working together. How convenient. Uh, so like we, were kind of, we knew each other for some time. So it, it, I, I guess to answer your question, we didn't really have a team. It was just me, Jessica, uh-huh. and, and those, and that software house, and the vision. 
and the vision, yeah. Which uh... that is awesome. So uh, doing just one step back, the way I see, like you described initially, that the big challenge was a monetization challenge, mm-hmm. and it's nice, you know, right now after some experience in different products. It's usually, uh, okay, a product is solving for product market fit where retention is the number one concern. Then it becomes acquisition. How do we develop the the multi-channel strategy? And the last piece of the puzzle, if we're already uh, raising funds uh, and managing money in that way, okay, how do we turn it back uh, and start, how do we figure out monetization for the product, right? So I I was able to see a couple products going through those three pieces of the puzzle, right? So retention, acquisition, monetization, really nice. You bring the very last piece, uh, giving us some uh, visibility of how is this for growth mentor. You see, um, for us, this... we, were, we were bootstrapped, right? So it's like, right. we, we didn't have runway. So we had to fix monetization from, from, the, from much earlier than a lot of other startups. Mm-hmm. Which is usually what happens, right? So if you're not raising uh, in early stages, you really need to figure out monetization uh, a little earlier in the in the process. That's that's great. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure listeners would benefit from having this in mind. Um, I want to start wrapping up soon, uh, and we close this talking about the future. Uh, share with us, the listeners, whoever's watching us, one exciting project that you're currently involved with, Foti. The project that I'm super excited about right now is the mentee profile pages and the uh, social network element that we're going to start uh, slowly rolling out. Um, because one of the things that's happened with Growth Mentor is um, the, ment- the mentors are giving so much of their time and they're helping people and that is contagious. So if you're helped by somebody, there's this thing called reciprocity where you want to give it back. And there's very little that the mentees can do to give back to the mentors besides writing a review. So like what we want them to do is to give back by helping somebody else. So I've mentored someone and I've paid it forward. Now you go forth and pay it forward and help somebody else. So how can we continue that chain of giving and helping and, 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 uh, and yeah, and that's, that's what we want to do with the social network by allowing mentees to book calls with other mentees who are in needs. So the help request functionality that we currently have, now that's going to be extended to mentees so that mentees can also apply uh, to these help requests and say, I can help you out. I've been in a similar situation. So that's that's the next big thing. Okay, two things that I want to echo back, uh, add some, some thoughts there. Uh, love to listen, reciprocity, one strong behavior psychology principle from Chaudini. There's nothing more positive than reciprocity itself. Uh, and also bringing this idea, okay, so you, you're involved in this excited, exciting project of developing the social uh, side of Growth Mentor, and you're starting this with um, allowing users to create profile. Uh, is, did I understand that correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's super interesting because in, this, in the growth story of LinkedIn, this was one of the acquisition loops that they started back in the days, allowing users to create profile because those profile pages count as user-generated content. This is indexed by Google and this right over time becomes more visits because people are just finding those now indexed pages. So really hope to talk to you a couple months from now after all these pages are indexed by Google and see the growth in traffic just coming out of this initiative. Very awesome. Um, Share with us one thing that you're learning or currently trying to learn. Right now, one of the things that I'm trying to learn is principles of UX for uh, onboarding, for product onboarding. 
and mm. really trying to figure out what questions to ask on the uh, intake form when someone creates an account. And one of the big takeaways I had today from just my own little study, and I spent like an hour and a half reading some blog posts, is, is just being very intentful with what things you're adding. Don't not necessarily be scared of friction, but be scared of asking questions without giving any ind indication to your users of why you're asking and how mm -hmm. the answer to that question is going to help them uh, uh, make better use of your product, right? So mm -hmm. like if you're asking things like, what is your gender or how much revenue does your company make or how big is your team size? How does that, how does that, what does that matter to the, to the uh, product experience that they're going to have, right? And if you can somehow explain that, you can add an incredible amount of friction to that onboarding process uh, and, and in, in a justified kind of way, which, you know, at, the more data you collect, obviously, like the more powerful that is because you can then do better segmentation later on and create cohorts and so on. So like that's, that's currently what we're working on because we're refactoring our entire onboarding process right now. That's outstanding. I, I wanted to add a little bit to that discussion. I, I had a chance to participate in two different onboarding revamp processes, one in Brainly. And one thing that stuck to my mind was having this product designer uh, explaining to us why onboarding. This idea that the user, before they, they really understand your product, they experience the value proposition, uh, they have their aha moment, they're in a complete different mindset about what your product is and what value they can extract, right? Mm -hmm. And the onboarding is really this set of steps that set them up for success. It's really holding hand and guiding them through to first experience the value proposition, what is the promise of your product and allowing them to create the habit from that point and on. But from that, I wanted to understand any specific reason why this became an, an initiative for you and became something that you're trying to develop in UX for onboarding. Absolutely. Anything that you can share with us? I mean, it, it really ties down. It really ties back to the for, to the previous question you asked about what the next features that we're building, and we're building the mentee profile page. So we're going to be showcasing information on the mentee profile page that um, currently we're not collecting that data from right on the onboarding process, and we want it to make it as seamless as possible, so that when somebody creates an account their profile pages are already pre-populated with that information so that we don't have to then after they create an account, be, oh, by the way, now please also fill this information in as well, right? So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of why this why, why we're, we're, we're rethinking that. That's really nice. I uh, want to close that onboarding topic with uh, in, in the projects that I participated, at least a couple set of experiments that I ran specific towards improving onboarding. It was the best set of variables that correlated to long-term retention. Increasing onboarding really improved our retention curves over time, mm -hmm. like week two retention. Expect to, again, be talking to you a couple months from now and listen that we have more retention rate in the product just out of onboarding uh, practices and uh, tactics, whatnot. Um, this is great. Foti, tell us, uh, apart from Growth Mentor, how can people uh, and listeners uh, reach out to you? They can uh, send me an email at foti, F-O-T-I, at growthmentor.com. They can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. That's awesome. Foti, I really appreciate your 20 minutes in this number zero podcast, growth uh, podcast. Um, once again, today we had Foti, Growth Mentor CEO. Make sure to reach out, connect, and be social. Um, and if you feel like you can get more value by talking to Foti, just get to Growth Mentor. Get him on a chat. Don't suffer alone. Grow with a mentor. That's it, everyone.